Welcome back to another episode of It's Go Time. How's your day going? Good. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. I was just in a, a meeting with some guys from the Netherlands. Um, they have a, a unique, um, unique startup that they're trying to uh, get kicked off, and um, I'm on the board at the UNT at UNT, so UNT Sports Entertainment Management. So. The, uh, the director of that program was like, hey, I want to link you with these guys. Can you come in and just, like, talk to them? Just, they're just trying to figure oh, some stuff out. They're trying to get into sports. So, yeah. So, it's pretty cool. Exciting, man. Yeah, it's cool. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your weekend? Weekend? It was good, man. Uh, it was some good college football being played. I don't know if you guys watch. Uh, no, especially no, no. I watched a few highlights. That uh, Texas OU game was really good. I know te- uh, people went to Texas hurt. Because uh, OU came back in like the last minute and a half and won. Uh, so that was tough. Uh, my school lost. Washington State, we lost. Should have won that game. Yeah. <laughs> we lost to UCLA, but uh, we should have won that game. But oh, um, man. good football being played. And then um, family, children, kicking it. We must join uh, Toronto last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, I can, I can. I, can, uh, I know, uh, but we had a good trip. Oh, they, they laid out the red carpet for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they took experience. us on a cruise. Okay. And then we went to Niagara. Like randomly at night, they're like, oh, we're going on a boat. It was like 10 p.m. They're like, oh, we got a boat. Was, like, it, what? Was, was it cold? <laughs> no, it was very Everyone great was like, we got the most amazing weather. Somehow, summer was extended by like five days. And it we was a cool 80 degrees Fahrenheit. It was chill. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had great weather and it was just, it was, uh, it was, uh, have you been to Toronto before? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, my first time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it was a big eye opener for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. What was what was amazing was that Mississauga story, man. Okay. I mean, a million people live in Mississauga. And what? This is 600,000 600, are Muslims. Wow, I know that. I've never seen Mad like Madness. such a concentrated po- population of Muslim people. 600,000? Like, 600,000. 600, we went to like the shopping center. It wasn't even a and shopping it was center. Like, it, was, it, was it was like five nice. shopping centers ex- combined into one. Okay. Only food be- and choice. only halal restaurants and stores. Wow! And it, it was Wednesday night at it like eleven p.m. Busy, and then I guess these restaurants are small, so everyone pulls out like camping chairs and they all tailgating in the parking lot. Like okay. <laughs> I mean, their little tea okay. and dessert and food. Nice. <laughs> it's crazy. That's what Ali was just telling me. I was like, "Huh, I gotta, I gotta go." It was, it was a cool, cool thing. Shweb and them, what they've built there, uh, uh, Hussein is is out of this world. Though. Yeah. It's 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 uh, their vision and and what they what they got going on is 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 amazing. So like you know the first couple of times you meet somebody, it's like okay they tell you the concept they tell you what they're all about da 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 until you go and see it yeah you don't know okay and and when I went I was pleasantly surprised okay yeah, these guys impressive. got a machine that they built out there okay yeah yeah and and to do it in Toronto and his whole story backstory of how he did it. It's it's amazing, hmm. and what they're building is amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we met some influencers. We met an actor. Uh, we met that Amin, that young kid. Yeah. That yeah. young kid. You know, Bu- uh, Buna Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. Buna Muhammad was there. Yeah. So he brought this. He's working with this new young, young, young dude. He's he's an actor, and. Sound like I love I mean, and then there's this influencer right here, the biggest influencer. Oh my, my, yeah, yeah. I got you. Why is he? He should be sitting here. No, for the for the no, angle for, for and for, for like he doesn't have to move the mic so or anything like that. It'll be a good it's angle. It's better. So it's better. So I, I guess. You guys wanna? No, no. So, hear so what we've realized now, the last couple of podcasts, we just roll into a conversation, and then we do the intro and everything at the end. It's more yeah, natural. because it's, it's more natural. People are more relaxed. But when you clap your hands and you do the intro, then people are like. No, oh maybe you. God. The nerves kick. The nerves kick. You know, you can hear it in people's voices. Straight away. The tone drops, everything drops. Some some do that click, then. Some that turns on. I said they do their own click. They they do, we got to clap in to sync the audio. Yeah, change. We do a little clap. Yeah. That, the last time we so which camera are we looking at, by the way? Are you just got every yeah, single angle? Everybody's angle. Yeah. We should take a picture of this. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the four different eyes that. Uh, by we, the way, it's rolling. Huh? It's rolling. Cool. Yeah, we then we have good was editing. It, was, it not, was it not like this before? No, this is enhanced because Hussein okay. came in the building. Okay, okay, okay. This is the most cameras we've had. Yeah, the most cameras we've had in one session. We've had <laughs> two or three. We've had two or three. Oh, yeah, four rolling. Four is a new, uh, is a new number. You guys got everybody excited, That's man. That's good. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Oh, it's running. Let's go. So running. we're thinking of the title. 
success on and off the field. Success on and off the field. Okay, inshallah. Okay, because you, mashallah, you have been very inspirational and successful. Alhamdulillah. I mean, it's it's a blessing in disguise. How was the intro the last time? What was my intro? Yeah, for all the other two. This week we have. We dive deep into. So what title? What title you went to? Success on On and off off the field. field. In this week's episode, we have Hussein Abdullah talking about his successes on and off the field. Okay, let's do it. Fabulous. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It took us like ten takes last time. It's okay. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode, another week. And alhamdulillah, today we have a, a really special guest, a beautiful brother, uh, our dear Hussein Abdullah. As you mentioned, success on and off the field. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a journey coming from the league mm-hmm. and then moving beyond that to entrepreneurial ventures and now some really amazing ideas for the future as well. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just to dive right in, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your background and, and, and your story. Okay. I think that's quite the story to share. Yeah, it's a deep story, question. It's a deep question. We only got like four hours. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, grew up in Southern California. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, California, but raised in uh, Pomona, California in the 80s and 90s. So um, a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, From a family of 12, blended family. Uh, so uh, eight boys and four girls. So a lot going on there. Where were you in the mix? Uh, I bet cleanup. Do you know baseball? No, not too much. So I'm number four. Yeah, so I bet cleanup. Um, <laughs> and the cleanup is the best hitter in the, on the, on the oh, baseball. There you go. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Most powerful hitter. So alhamdulillah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so then from there, uh, got into football. Uh, my step-pops put us in uh, football. Uh, may Allah have mercy on him. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean. He said he didn't want to raise anybody that's soft. So, <laughs> so, right. so, we, so we had to, we succeed, had to play He ball. succeeded too. And, and, we, and, we have, and we have fun doing it, right? Yeah. We, we, have, we have fun. Um, it wasn't something so. you were forced into. It was something you wanted to do. No, no, no. I always say uh, my older brother, Basso, was the guinea pig. Mm. He, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he kind of t- he said, who wants to play? We was like, I don't know. Yeah. And so a boss went first. Um, okay. But a boss was on a really good team. They went to the championship and lost. And so the next year came around... And he was like, who wants to play football? Me and Hamza was like, we was up at like right right at Fajr, like, hey, take us. Like, we, we, we want to go. Um, so it was, you know, so it was exciting uh, to go out there, compete, play. You know, in the pageantry of football, you get to wear the uniform, yeah, yeah. everybody's screaming your name. Then after you, you win, my team, we didn't win no games in the beginning, but there was pizza parties. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. Play video games booth. with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like this. There's you a, mean? There's, there's, there's a cool. good uh, ring to it. Uh, so, so we played Papa. Warner did good, played in high school. Um, Hamza got a scholarship. He played one year of varsity. And uh, wow. yeah, wow. big like, like Hamza, Hamza was balling. Like Hamza really set the tone. He graduated high school early, played one year of varsity, got a scholarship. And then uh, so I followed in his footsteps, uh, played well, went to Washington State University. Go Cougs, got to say it. Long way from home, but yeah, go Cougs. Okay. We, we rep wherever we are. <laughs> Uh, then from there, man, um, uh, was undrafted to the Vikings, so kind of had to uh, get it the hard way. Um, and so undrafted to the Vikings, but ended up being a four-year career there. Um, kind of derailed a little bit by uh, concussions, but it was a blessing mm-hmm. because, alhamdulillah, Allah kind of knocked me on the head and got me, helped me realign uh, purpose and values. And so... Um, the next year after that, I went for Hodge uh, with my family, uh, with my brother as well. Uh, we also did a, we uh, during Ramadan, we did like a 30 mosque in 30 days, mm-hmm. drove around the country in a minivan. Nice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, meeting, meeting that, Muslims. Following along, that, that was um, amazing. And then I came back and I played three years for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I retired in 2016. Uh, went, got my master's degree from SMU. So oh, now I'm a, I'm a Mustang as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then just entrepreneur life, man. Entrepreneur life, dad life. 
Yeah. Family life. Family life. 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 Okay. <laughs> life after the. After the snaps. Yeah. <laughs> after the few. After Post you snap, snap into reality. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's, that, that's, that's, like, that's like a short overview, but we that's, can. <laughs> yeah, you put like a whole. You put like a. No, we can dive into couple, a couple couple yeah, decades yeah. in like a uh, couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got to, man. You got to. I thought you just rambling forever, right? No, no absolutely. Yeah, you know, Subhanallah. When you when you look at the, um, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, you, you just think of their success being inside. The, the the field the, the frame the, the the actual environment because that's everybody you get all that attention to you but a lot of times we a lot of people forget about the fact of what happens post yeah a lot of people's identity is rooted on the on the field yeah but they don't think what what's going on after what's that and, and, like, and yeah. I guess the question for you is when you were playing were you always thinking all right what does life look like after <clears throat> or yeah. did that kind of no that's why I played <laughs> I mean, growing growing up, right? So, um, growing up in Pomona, it was a big deal because there was, uh, you know, L.A. in the '90s, '80s, '90s. It's, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the crack epidemic. We're talking yeah. about gangs. We're talking about um, police Riot. brutality, riots, right? Yeah. Riots. And so, this wasn't just only in Los Angeles. Mm. It was all throughout SoCal, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. And so a lot of people, they moved out of L.A. think we're going to escape it. Mm. And it was the same thing when they got to Pomona, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It, 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 was just, it was just it was just uh, toned down a little bit, but it was, it was the same thing. If, if L.A. was a 10, Pomona was an 8, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, for me, uh, one of the motivating factors was I don't want to end up like these guys, right? And so um, I was always thinking of, well, I can use football to – get a free education. I don't want to go to school and be saddled with debt, right? Um, So football for me has always just been a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Has it been fun? Yeah, it's fun to play. It's fun to knock somebody down and stand over them. It's fun to score touchdowns, (laughs) get picks, right? But it was always a vehicle, and so it was always a means to an end. I always knew that there was going to be life after ball. Mm -hmm. I always knew that there was going to be uh, something else. I always knew that you're going to be – uh, a former athlete longer than you are an athlete. Um, so I was always looking at uh, kind of like what is going to be the hereafter in terms of sports life. Mm. Is it is it a mentality that that uh, you find amongst? I mean, you work a lot with with, the, with new athletes and athletes that are getting into into football. Do you mm. see that mindset across the board, or no? It's different. Uh, today's athlete, yes. Okay. Today's athlete, there's too much information um, right now. There's too many former athletes doing podcasts, and there's some really good ones out there. Um, and there, and so now, like you can get, uh, you can get access to conversations you would have never had, mm-hmm. right? Because you could never have met these people before. Um, so now, uh, more athletes of kind of my generation, my age, they're telling people to start preparing for that transition before it hits because mm-hmm. it's going to be a rough one, right? Yeah. Uh, even if you are prepared, it's still it's still rough. Um, but previously, heck no, people thought they were going to make it to the league and then it's going to be the end all. I'm going to ride off into the sunset on White Horse with millions of dollars and 10 Super Bowl <laughs> rings and, and that was it, right? And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not the way it works. Yep. Oh, wow. Did you, I mean, growing up having two uh, older brothers as, as uh, in football, and did you ever feel that there was pressure that you had to live up to their standards of, of football or your, each one was on, on its own path then? And direction? Um, no, I wasn't necessarily living up to their uh, standard because uh, uh, I say this humbly, but all of us were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, okay. And we were good in different ways. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my older brother, Boss, he was really good in basketball. He played football, but he was really, really good in basketball. Yeah, okay. And so, um, uh, but my pops was like, we only got enough money for one sport, so and y'all all gonna do the same one. So we all did football. Yeah. So it kind of sucks. That's why I said boss the guinea pig, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so so a boss was really good, uh, multi sport, um, and again he 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 played. Hamza was really good, um, but Hamza's big. Like people look at me and they can't believe I played in the NFL at okay. safety, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Hamza's like six two two twenty, and he was oh, like he played wow. like six two two twenty five, and like. Three, four percent body fat, like all muscle. Like he's well, Hums is huge. He's lean, yeah. Like even I remember uh one game we played uh we played it was Vikings versus Cardinals mm. and we played Hums's team and Hamza hit a dude and he like flew over to our sideline. <laughs> so and then our, our coach looked at Hamza 
And then he looked at me and said, what the hell happened to you? I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like I got to pick my measurements, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, so Hums is like, his game was like just physical domination. Okay. He'd run full speed and just knock people out, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like for fun, right? <laughs> Whereas for me, I, um, I grew up and I, I loved Barry Sanders. Yeah. So I start off as running back, and I was like, okay, I get the ball, and I just make sure run. nobody tackles me, and then I just run into the end zone. It, it, it sounds good to me, <laughs> right? So, but and then when I get to high school, they're like, uh, uh, you should play defense. I was like the ninth running back on the depth chart because everybody was pretty good by the time nice. I got to high school. And Pop Warner, I was I was crushing. It. I get to high school, it's a row of people. And everybody wants to play running back, and I was I was like a hundred something pounds. Everybody's bigger than me. They're faster mm-hmm. than me. They're more developed. Right. And I'm just looking around. And the guy was like, uh, you should play corner. I was like. But that means I gotta tackle people. Like, yeah, I don't get the world. And also, I gotta go tackle people, gotta get, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't until our um, our rivalry game, which was uh, again, it was very gang related. Even though I wasn't in the gang, but our schools were. So my high school is on the north side, uh, Pomona High. Gary High School is on the south side. It's a Crip neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh. so, um, yeah, so it was it was like a big rivalry, right? And so I remember uh, the, older, the older guys, when they pulled up, because it started with the freshman game. Freshman game was Thursday, and then uh, JV was uh, Thursday, but it was a away game, and then varsity was Friday. The older guys came in, came in the locker room. They said, hey, y'all better beat they or we're going to beat y'all. He said, hey, man. Like, <laughs> some good motivation. We, 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 we better go out there Talk and start about hitting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good prep and so, and so uh, we, went, we went out there. We played. First time I really hit somebody and like really like was like seeing people get off the ground slow, kind of felt that yeah. like like man, I just like dominated somebody, <laughs> right? So then from there I was just like, okay, yeah. I gotta add this to my game. But my game was really like outsmarting people, making sure I have good footwork, being able to beat people to the spot before they can get there. Mm-hmm. And I kinda um and just kind of making myself like indispensable, being able to play like four or five different positions. Um uh, so yeah, and that's kind of how I, I kept right. Well, that's how that's how you basically made your entrance into the NFL. Yep. By being a, a total like a like an all all star in the special teams world. Yep. And then working your way in, uh, you and it. then getting yourself in, and be, of course I know you talked to us about the being undrafted. Yeah, man. And entering and that getting, world getting against that phone the whole, call. all those top. Uh, yeah. The emotions running through. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucked being undrafted because I wanted to get drafted. I never I never knew there was that many linemen. As I'm sitting there watching draft, I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> where did that, these guys come from? What happens to the ones in the f- like, that are playing right now? Where, it's where, like where just so go? many linemen getting drafted my year, but. Um, but ultimately, uh, went to the went to the Vikings, and pretty much it was like four guys from one spot. And that was literally the best odds out there, and um, and it was just it was competition, right? And um, I thought I was going to guarantee I was going to get cut. Uh, there, because I'm looking, I'm like, I don't even get reps in practice. <laughs> like if you if you don't get reps in practice, yeah. how are you ever going to show that you can play? <laughs> and then there was a guy, uh, 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 Charles Gordon, Chuck Gordon. He was undrafted. He went to Kansas, mm. and crazy thing, he was actually. Um, the guy who he was my host when I got recruited to Kansas, mm. so he's the one who showed me around. And so uh, Chuck, uh, he said, uh, he said, "Look, I don't care if you get two plays; they better be the best two plays you ever did." So I was like, ah, "Okay," <laughs> but man, I get two plays, and I be, I be flying around just trying to make plays, run, make sure I knew what I was doing. They asked me a question in the meeting, make sure I can make the checks, mm. and then like. You just got to make a play to get on the field. So then you make a play, you make another play, and then uh, preseason comes and uh, I get a pick. I get a fumble recover. I'm flying around. I'm making a bunch of tackles. So then I'm just kind of making – I'm giving them a difficult choice to to let me go. Um, And then, you know, um, I I really think that, you know, only by the grace of Allah that I actually made the team. Like I think I did my part. But two things happened. Um, One – Prior to training camp, so after end of uh, OTAs and then uh, mini camp, uh, prior to that, I'm looking around and I'm like, I think I'm about to get cut. I really didn't get to show much, right? They gotta, they gotta trim the roster down before training camp. Uh, I really don't know. We had this uh, NFL play sixty, like this NFL play sixty, yeah. and um, we went out there, 
And I really wasn't feeling it because I was like, well, as soon as we get back, they're probably going to cut me anyway. So, you know, what's the point, right? I'm not really a part of the Vikings. And um, I go out there and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my part. I'm just going to have fun. We're supposed to be here to build a playground. I'm building a playground. So I went out there. And then, and you know, growing up, that's kind of what we did. We did, uh, we, we just worked. So landscaping, yard work, painting, it didn't matter, whatever. My pops find a job, hey, let's go, wake up, we're going to go work. So so ultimately, we're, we're at this playground, uh, NFL 60 um, uh, playground build, and I'm just working like I'm back, working with my pops, carrying the mulch over here, y'all need screwdriver, I'm doing this over here. And I'm just putting in work, right? Yeah. And then the uh, the rest of the the rest of the players, you know, kind of Hollywood, just kind of chilling. Like, yeah. I really don't want to be here type vibe. And so I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep doing whatever, put my best foot forward. Um, and then I saw this lady. I, I you know, I want to I want to ask her. I need to uh, contact her. But she was like the secretary to the head coach or so I don't know. They be making up positions. I, I really don't <laughs> I really don't know don't what know her title. position was. <laughs> but she was just this awesome lady that everybody interfaced with. But I don't even know her actual yeah, title, yeah. right? I saw her go and grab the um go and grab the special t- special teams coach and she's I'm I'm in the distance. All I see is her going like this and then going like this at me. I was like uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> let, me, let me know. I was like, let me just keep working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, push on. I don't know what this lady said, but to me, she was like, you better give him a shot. Yes, wow. okay. Wow. There were people who was in the same position as me and didn't make it a training camp. Sure. I made it a training camp. Wow. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'm here. Now I got a ball. So that was one thing that happened. The second thing that happened that was kind of divine intervention was uh, going into the last game, the the rookies, the red shirts, the people who are on the borderline of getting cut, you play the whole, pre, the last preseason game. Starters don't even dress. They just got a jersey on. And so we're playing uh, we're playing all these snaps. We actually played here in Dallas. I think it was one of the, um, it was the last preseason before they uh, took down the old stadium. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we're, we're playing this game, and at this point, I'm in a I'm in a competition with like uh like two or three other people. Those two guys felt I was better than defensively and special teams. But this other guy was um he was a former starter at another at another team and I think he even had a pro bowl under his belt. So I was like, wow, they might just wow. keep him off rip. Like I I'm yeah. probably looking at the practice squad, uh, barely or or getting released. And then I remember the night before the game, uh my brother Holmes was like, Don't count numbers, just play. Just just go out there and play. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we go out there, we're playing. And then I remember it's like end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, something. But the quarterback throws a ball, and this thing is sailing out of bounds. For, for, for a lot of knows what reason, this guy dives to break up the pass. Oh, right? no. The ball is flying out of bounds. It's like clearly <laughs> going out of bounds. <laughs> this guy dives to um, intercept. To, to 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 knock the ball yeah, yeah. down, right? And he hurts himself, right? So he doesn't come back in the game. So we're all mad because now we got to take extra reps. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just pissed off. I'm already dog tired. Come to find out, this guy had broke his wrist. So then now they put him on IR. So now there's a spot open. So now they're like, well, do we put Hussein on active roster? Do we put him on practice squad or do we cut him? And Alhamdulillah, I mean, active roster. Active roster. So yeah, so those are kind of two things where I think really like, you know, I played well, but I think those are two things that really uh, helped me uh, make the team as well. Yeah, I think you you need those 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 small little items of divine intervention, as yep. you said, or, or luck. Yep. That, that that just help push things along. Yeah. Yep. And you see it. But also at the same time, you put in the work, right? You mm-hmm. were putting in the work, right? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't by accident or by chance. It was written for you, mm-hmm. and you just had to be there to witness it, to be a part of it. Mm. And I mean, a lot of people they take it like as if, uh, oh, it's gonna come eventually because it's written. No, but you, you, you Allah's, 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 Allah's yeah. do your part. Yeah. Exactly. And you did your part. And you yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was balling. Like, I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, playing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, get you got to recognize that Alhamdulillah, Allah, Allah's at work too. Absolutely. Also, you carried your work ethic. You were doing the playground doing what you do not mm-hmm. just chilling and that you, never you know, know that and that, that's a, one of the something. things that i really um that i think are how i really got better 
Mm-hmm. It's just I work people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there comes a point to where people say, that's enough. I don't want to do it anymore. And you just, I work them. And so whether it was in um, uh, definitely in high school, but uh, like when I was in college, I noticed that one, we have 5.30 weights, right? You got to get up, 5.30, you got to go work out. So there's a lot of people who show up late or they, or they miss weights. So then now they're in trouble for that. Then there's people who show up and don't do nothing. They just kind of goof around. Yeah. So as time goes on, you see them get weaker, yourself get stronger, mm-hmm. right? There's people who actually go in there and they're lifting weights, but as soon as the um, as soon as coach turns his back, they rack it, mm-hmm. right? Or the card says ten, they only do seven, right? Okay. Work ethic uh, just kept helping me um, develop and just continue to grow past people, mm-hmm. and so um, so I just like okay, I'm put on my hard hat, grab my lunch bell, it's time to go to work. And now just my mentality since since I was a kid because uh, that's the way we grew up. That's amazing. Now that we can see how that has now translated with mm-hmm. your life after football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, y- it, it helped you build that resilience and so on that now you've, you've, you've brought it into your entrepreneurial uh, mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And tell us about that transition and, and, and how you, you got into what you, what you do right now, logistics. Yeah, so um, so I got my master's degree in conflict resolution. So as I was going through my master's degree, I'm thinking I'm about to go into the UN. I'm like, I'm about to go. I want to go save the world. I want to be a do-gooder <laughs> of the world, right? Um, but and then through some of my studies of how the UN actually functions, from what I th- how I thought it worked to what it actually does, uh, I don't I don't I don't like it. And um, you know, I did a study abroad over in Rwanda. Um, I didn't like what I saw. Um, and I, I also did one in Greece, in Athens, and I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. So I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do mm. go this this route. And so, um, so then I was thinking, okay, well, I would want to uh, be an executive coach for sports coaches, right? I think that would be good, help people develop in their leadership, grow other leaders. You work with one person, they're working with 90 people. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I had the realization that, well, when have I ever set an executive seat? I read some stuff in a textbook. I've passed some classes, but when have I been an executive making executive decisions? I, I haven't, right? Yeah. About that same time, a buddy of mine, uh, actually my Hodge brother, he says, uh, he says, uh, hey, you should check this thing out. Amazon is, um, they're opening this thing up for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about if you can bring leadership, culture, work ethics. I'm like, check, check, check. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I can do all this you stuff. You got the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so, um, and then the returns, it says something like, uh, $30,000 investment, $400,000 return. I was like, that, 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 that adds up to me. I, was like, I, don't, I don't need a degree for this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that's simple math right there. Yeah. Um, so, so I applied um, and then uh, just went through the process. And um, they were unsure about me, right? They're like, okay, this guy you know, looks good, sounds good, but he ain't got no work history. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I work with my pops. I play football, and that was it. I say I, I play. Yeah. I mean, ne- yeah. never, Professional. Never, yeah, never, <laughs> never had a job other than that. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, so they were like kind of concerned. So I just addressed their concerns in the interview. I said, "Look, man, I'll be honest with y'all. I said, you know, this thing is about being able to build a team. I've been on my teams my whole life. Said I know how to work with people. Mm. I said logistics is easy. It's just like running plays. It's X's and O's. Just connecting dots." said, now, this, like, HR stuff, <laughs> if you guys can provide some support, and I'm going to go hire some support because I know what I, I know that I don't know everything. And I was like, as long as you guys can help me with that, I'm going to be all right. And so they're like, all right. So I was one of the first 10 or 13 people to get a Amazon contract to be a delivery service partner with Amazon. And for uh, the listeners, delivery service partner is – uh, when you see those blue vans that are delivering door to door, there's a bunch of different uh, businesses that operate those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at the time when I got a contract, it was like 10 to 13 people. Now there's 3,500. Right? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Amazon. And no then what are we talking about? Amazon local or national? No, no. Global. Global. Yeah, Global. Amazon don't play. And you were the f- one of the first yes. 13. Yeah, we were, we're, I was a part of the third class. So kind of like first 10 to 13 yeah. people. Wow. Amazing, man. So yeah, so then it's just like, and then when you get in there, man, it's just, it's just good old fashioned hard work. Like it's mm-hmm. just, 
just what it is. Plug and play. And so as long as you can go in there, you can execute, you can work hard, you can breathe life into people, right? Uh, Get people, because in order to be a good motivator and good leader, you have to make people remember their why, not your why, right? Nobody wants to, nobody (laughs) cares about, you know, uh, you are making money. They care about whatever they care about. Mm -hmm. So you got to get to know people, you got to get to know their purpose, and then you got to speak life into them. And then you do that and you can have an awesome team, awesome company. Fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and now you, you have a pretty large fleet compared to when you started, right? Uh, yep. Uh, now we probably have like uh, 50 vehicles. Uh, we have a lot of those new uh, EDVs, yeah. the electric, EDVs, yeah, uh, yeah, the electric de- delivery vans, um, which is a, a, a gift and a curse. Cause <laughs> they're, they're pretty. They're nice. They got technology everywhere. They're fun to drive. But, man, one little scratch is going to cost Everything to fix, right? Uh, Because, I mean, because our infrastructure doesn't fit that right now. So, yeah, I can't go to Joe's Body Shop and say, hey, uh, you know, knock this out for me. You got to go to a specialist. So if he's a specialist, he's going to charge you a (laughs) specialist (laughs) price. price. Maybe Amazon's going to get into the mechanic business. They haven't yet. This could be coming down the line. Yeah, auto bodies. We've been telling them, like, what's up? We can finesse. So, yeah. (laughs) Help us out. Since they're in every other sector in the world. Literally, Amazon. Taking uh, over. Uh, they They're a service business. They, they, they better watch out, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen uh, some reports that um, they could be taken, be getting taken to court to uh, about being becoming a monopoly. So there's, there's. Don't you feel they're already a monopoly? Uh, <laughs> close. I mean, I mean, they they, they kind of are right, but legally, in their legal masterpiece, it just that's right. Like if you like, they're a legal masterpiece. So. Legally, they're not. They but wake, from what we you know. see, we're like, of course they are. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the thing. Is it? Is it not? So I don't know how that's going to play out. It's a brand. I mean, they're, it's they're, just, be very they're just a service-based company, right? They don't make one product. They don't make one no, product. No, it's a marketplace. Exactly. That it's is a marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And marketplace down now, that now, they've turned that marketplace. Initially, it was just a marketplace to sell books. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it became a marketplace to sell other things. Sure. Yep. And now they are building it where it's a lifestyle product, yep. similar to what Apple has done or yep. Nike or, or whatever else, where your whole world and your life, Evolve your home them. can yep. be Amazon products and yep. this. Well, you know. one one thing that they do, man, is they is they just learn. They take mm-hmm. data on everything. Exactly. And they're not afraid to fail. Um, they get to a, they get an idea to about seventy percent, and they just launch it. Then they just test and learn, test and learn. If they got to scrap it, they scrap it, but they learn stuff, and then they can probably do mm. six other projects based off what they learn, what they learn. whatever exactly, it may be. 100%. But they just they just keep on um, they just keep on uh, inventing. Um, they have that flywheel, that innovative flywheel, and they just keep they just keep cranking it, man. Mm. Uh, so it is it is kind of cool to see even where the where the program uh, was at in 2018 when I first started it uh, versus now is night and day, right? Uh, and so, um, yeah, man, it's, they're they're a good study. I, I like working with them, just even just based off of the way that they think and innovate. It's Innovative, dope. yeah. It is. It's never a dull moment over there. They always got something new happening. Always something Not happening. one, but many, hundreds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what keeps, I think, everything flowing. Right? They're always bringing in new ideas, new concepts. We literally can't live without Amazon. Everything uh, is a prior. Well, that, well, that's that's their that's the end goal. That's their end goal. They want to make sure your life has evolved around. They, they made it too convenient. Yeah, too convenient. very convenient. Yeah. Doorstep. You, you're gonna go walk in that store and walk up and down aisles. So you can press oh, that button and get it by the time you get home. And now, and now yeah. with them buying off Whole Foods and Fresh and groceries, you don't have to, don't do, to do anything. Well, think about it. They're already delivering. They might as well deliver everything else to your house. Everything. How does that work with the with produce and everything, Hussein? To like say say someone gets something off milk that goes off or whatever. How how does that? How do y'all deal with things like that? Um. So what what do you mean? Like if uh, Wally order, orders yeah. milk and then it was yeah 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 yeah. I mean now you're dealing with fresh produce. When when Amazon must have told you guys, hey now now you'll have to start delivering fresh and and whole foods items. Mm-hmm. Was that a concern for you guys when it comes to dealing with fresh produce delivery, especially with our Texas heat mm-hmm. and, and so on? Um, so 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 we don't touch that. Oh, y'all don't. So okay, okay, even okay. within Amazon's delivery network, there's yeah. there's different like uh, sectors, if mm. you will. Okay. So okay, uh, so okay. we're kind of like uh, like we do the bulk of of the of the delivery, right? Mm. The last mile, the DSPs. 
But and then there's also Amazon Flex. That's like if me or you went and jumped in our car, we go to Amazon Station, we sign up on the app, we pick up some packages, and then and we, we can, can go it's deliver. It's an Uber, right? almost like uh, an Uber. Yep, like, a, like an Uber for delivery, right? Nice. And then they also have those uh, people who do the same thing, but they deliver the... Uh, like kind of like that Whole Foods oh, okay. oh, okay. oh, refrigeration trucks um, and whatnot. Yeah. Separate and they're always innovating because, um, like, the logistics supply chain is just dope. It just it never sleeps, mm-hmm. and so um, they're just trying to figure out how to um, how to satisfy a customer that can never be satisfied. That's such a dope mission, right? And so uh, it just keeps this thing on nonstop. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we deliver like. Um, like I think we launch at about like ten o'clock, and typically we got like eight, ten-hour routes, and my mm-hmm. guys are out there delivering uh, during that time. But and then let's say in the in the uh, in the warehouse, there was packages that were missed, or there was a, a a late line haul that came, whatever it may be. So then you break that up and you give it to flex drivers, and then they go out. And they go. Out and then if someone is deliver uh, going from Whole Foods, then you send those guys out, yeah. and they're just trying to tap into every piece every of this uh, last mm-hmm. mile delivery. That's Sure, that's, that's amazing, nice. man. Yeah, I think I think what's amazing about the system too. I mean, maybe the last point we'll touch on it is that they cut out FedEx, UPS, yeah, USPS, mm-hmm. all your traditional uh, delivery services, your yep. post office, and so on. They cut it out. Why do we need that? Create yep. your own logistics, and this is one of the the reasons why you see Walmart where they are. What what the Walton set out to do at the time. When they dis- when they had their why, we want to make Walmart the biggest grocery chain in the world. Biggest, baddest. Was yeah. let's get our logistics down. Yep. Once they got that down, th- your supply chain and your logistics, everything else just everything else falls, mm-hmm. into, falls mm-hmm. into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what Amazon. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about 3,500 partners. Yeah, that's 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 logistics. incredible. It's, yeah, it's, it's dope, man. I mean, when, even when you think about uh, trade, right? It's a, it's a, it's an age-old business, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. How do, how do you get something from, I don't know, India, and you live in the Middle East? Oh, well, trade logistics. Mm-hmm. How do you get something, uh, you know, um, across seas, across oceans, mm-hmm. logistics? And Amazon set out to uh, conquer that market with data, with technology. Um, and so the way they operate is they study, they use data and technology, and then from and then they uh, they just uh, get their math of whatever it is, and they say, okay, this is what success looks like. Okay, who can go uh, train and coach people and lead people to where we can have success? And then that's how they rock. And so um, it's a it's a it's a really cool method. Now I think uh, they definitely have to. Um, they definitely have to be mindful of when it comes to ethics uh, mm-hmm. because everybody is not numbers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so people are people. And so I think that's why people like me get an opportunity because they know that they're good at that part, the tech, the data, the numbers, reducing everything to a science. But then they need people to go out and engage with people. And so that's where you see all these entrepreneurs flourishing under their system. If you were to share... Uh, some advice to up and coming entrepreneurs and people that struggled and went through, you know, different challenges, uh, just due to for unforeseen circumstances and whatnot. What would be something you would share with them to to give them uh, more, uh, you know, comfort in some way, shape, or form? Uh, to give them comfort, um, man, put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, well, because I was I was thinking about something to say, and then you said comfort. So no, that, get rid of comfort. So that's the one, that's <laughs> move comfort. Move comfort away. Just what were you nice. gonna say? Yeah, comfort. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll give you comfort. <laughs> well, before it's like you know, uh, we live in this world where uh, it's a lot of fake people, man. It's a lot of fake people. It's a lot of fake things out in the world, and uh, everybody's pretending as if they're making billions of dollars, right? People's lifestyle is trying to show this and that and this and everybody. Uh, we used to call it flossing, uh, but um, that's not something that's really going on. People are, uh, are 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 portraying a lifestyle that they don't live. And so a lot of people think, uh, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going uh, to be my own boss. I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to be jet-setting. I'm going to be doing blah, 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 blah. But really, like, you know, as an entrepreneur, everything rises and falls on you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you want this title, so that means you get more responsibility. That means you get more work, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if you decide not to work, well, don't be surprised when you don't eat, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way entrepreneurship works. Um, can you set your schedule? Yeah, but you better make sure you can still bring home what you need to bring home. And so I think um, the the thing about entrepreneurship is you just got to be committed to the grind. And it's like it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle choice, right? You don't want to punch a nine to five clock because you want to punch your own clock. But what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So if you want to design your life in a certain way, no problem. You can do whatever you want. Right. But just make sure you're taking care of home base or you're achieving whatever financial goals that you have. If it's to be a multimillionaire and own mansions, then your grind better be able to match that up. If it's, you know, I just want to chill. I need a nice little home for me and the family. Well, your grind better be able to match Mm -hmm. that up. But it really is just like um, like, yeah, it's just it's a lifestyle choice. But everything rises and falls on you and um, uh, your work ethic just got to be there. It's all about work. Well, one common theme uh, I'm noticing in this conversation today is the w- how important your work ethic is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at all your experiences that you shared with us today, and and Comes everything down boils work. down to your hard work that you put in, yeah. which is amazing. Earlier, you touched on a why, and and motivating your your team on on their whys, and 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 learning about it. what is your why. Can you share with us, the listeners, what is your why? Yeah. So. Um so my why has been, um, it's the same yet it evolves, okay. right? Um, one, uh, growing up, again, growing up in the area where I grew up, uh, it was, uh, you always hear about, oh, another statistic. That was the language people use, another statistic. And it was always in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a positive statistic, mm-hmm. right? So there's people who uh, didn't graduate high school, I want to graduate high school. People who don't go to college, I want to go to college. People who don't graduate college, I want to graduate college. And just whatever it was, I want to be a positive statistic. And so that used to be a driving force for a time. Um, but and then, uh, you know, you start thinking deeper, and especially after I had the, um, the year off from football where I'm really sitting there and I'm really, like, uh, redefining my why. I'm like, what is the reason why Allah created me? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, um, uh, I really wanted to become my name, right? Mm-hmm. My name is Hussein Ibn Muhammad Abdullah, right? So I wanted to become, this is such a, a great name when you understand all the components. So I said, so I want to become that, exactly. right? And so how do I become that? And I really boiled it down or distilled it down to, um, I want to serve Allah by serving his creation. That's it, right? So no matter what I touch, whether it's a business, whether it's family life, whether it's volunteering, whether it's just giving advice, my job is to serve God by serving everybody else. Mm -hmm. So even in my company, um, I don't call myself an owner. Mm. What do I own? I don't own anything, right? Um, My job is to be a servant leader. Mm. My job is to help people out. Uh, if all my drivers said, we're not driving, we're walking out, what, what do I own? Nothing. 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 My job is to serve them. I take care of them, they'll take care of me. 100%. Right? Uh, my they, job, they are your asset. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, well, you can start whatever you want, man. You got to take care of people. You know, I always say, like, for us, um, it's bit me sometimes, but alhamdulillah, I think there's a blessing in it. But I try to put um, people before profit. Right? There's... There are situations in life where it's like, all right, you know, this person needs that dollar more than me. Like, all right, so you got it. We're going, we're going to help take care of this situation. Um, and I think when you do that, um, like one, you live, you live uh, cleaner uh, from a from a heart perspective. Um, and then, and then two, I think, uh, you know, I just, I just want to meet a line. He says, good job, right? That he's pleased, like he's pleased with me, like really good job. So. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's my why to serve a lot by serving His creation. Well, and and the last question I had was, uh, how inspirational has your 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 uh, family and your 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 parents been in like your your upbringing and becoming successful in where you are? Because you mentioned family a lot. Early yeah, on. it's um, it was such a um, subhanAllah, man, it was such a blessed foundation um, because you know you just kind of. These kids were just kind of thrust into the world. We don't know what the heck is going on, right? So our parents are making moves that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And typically, 
because at that point we're in unrefined nafs. That's kind of a, my new term, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we complain about all their decisions because we're not getting what we want, right? They get to do this. How come we can't do that? They have this. Why don't we have that? What is this? But and then, um, you know, growing up and looking back, you realize like, wow, they were teaching us like not teach. They were they were raising us. A lot of people don't get raised anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. watching their kids, or they're just. You know, put them in a daycare, putting the iPad in front of them or a screen or a phone, That's whatever. People aren't like, they're not instilling qualities in their children anymore. And so uh, and my pops did that the hard way too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fun all the time. Um, but that foundation, like, again, the work ethic from doing the yard work that I never wanted to do helped me outwork people on the football field. The, the chores I used to have to do nonstop, and he'd wake me up at 2 a.m. and say, how come you didn't wash these dishes correctly, right? And I'm sitting there like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing, right? Um, doing things like that when I got to college, there was people who didn't know how to wash their clothes, yes. didn't know how to go shopping for groceries, <clears throat> didn't know how to make a meal, couldn't do anything. Like, they were, like it, was, I'm about, it was bad. Like, I ain't got stories, but it, it was bad, right? And so at that point, I became grateful mm-hmm. for all the chores, all the extra work, all of this, all of that. And it shaped me different. It defined you. It, it defined me just completely different from everybody sure. else. Separate and you. so um, the, the foundation, uh, you know, my parents gave me was huge. And then even to the point to where everybody's putting their children in public school, they took us out. Mm-hmm. My mom said, I'm, I'm going to teach you guys. We're, we're, we're doing homeschool. Yeah. And so we were, we, I'm talking about, like, and it wasn't like we're at home just chilling. She gives us, you know, go read. It was homeschool. Like, the living room transformed into desk. You had to be there on time or you're getting, in, you're getting on, put on punishment and getting a whooping. Yeah. Right? I'm sitting there. I got to make sure I get my grades right. Like, I'm sitting there. Like, it was intense. I was man. like, man, put me back into this. <laughs> I want to go back to public school. Right? Like, uh, we was in public. And because our area got real bad mm. during that time. Of course. Uh, a boss didn't get to go to high school because the area was real bad during that time. Um, so, like, from my third grade to third and fourth grade, homeschooled. Fifth grade, I went to an Islamic school. Shiite school, actually. Okay. But it was an Islamic school. Nice. Um, and then sixth grade, we went back into public, public school. school. I got back into public school. I was like, this is it? Wow. <laughs> I was like, man. It was man. light work compared oh. to what you had at home. I was getting A's just like walking <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you know give me the A. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, but the the foundation that they really instilled in us kind of like helped us springboard. That's amazing. And yeah, so like sometimes you know your children don't understand it, but uh, they'll get it at some point. So as a parent, you gotta you gotta do what's right and not necessarily based off what the children feel or what mm. their tears say, right? So. No, oh, that's amazing. That's uh, amazing. I love hearing those stories. That. Because a lot of that uh, goes back to your success uh, in the future. Because 100%. now, when you're raising your kids and you're building, now you, you, you have you value and appreciate your parents so much more yeah. every way. Yeah. And then there, and then it's going to be the cycle. The kids exactly. are going to be like, "Why are you doing this all to us?" Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you'll learn later on. But now you have now. to be a bit more tactful with the kids of this yeah. generation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not like yeah. us. I mean, yeah, what, yeah, what, what we endured and, and yeah, could take from our parents, changing. our kids. There's generations. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Things generations. Change. Yeah, but but then also, there's, there's, there's better ways to get things done, right? right? Exactly. Um, and so our parents did um, the best they could with what they had. 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. Whether it was the education they had, the Islamic understanding that they had, the financial resources, sure. the physical resources, whatever they had, they maximized that. Mm. But now that we've been given more, better education, better Islamic understanding, better. So now we, like, it would be oppressive if we use the same exactly. tactics, exactly. right? Of course. So we have to say, okay, how do we get the same result, but using, Correct. doing it in a, in a different light? So, but they did, they did the best. Yeah, it exactly. It's, it's, an, it's an evolution. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Thank you for... Do we, do, we, do we answer all the questions? I don't know. No, I, no, I, we, left, I we, we left a lot on the table so because I want to do a part two. we left a lot on the table because <laughs> we have number to do one, we're now running over an hour. But okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fast. Uh, yeah. oh, we need to do a part no, two. No, no, when you're having fun, 
And when we uh, oh, I, uh, when yeah, you having a good conversation with someone, time really flies. Quickly. Well, we were talking about we want to yeah. cancel out the formalities just so we can have a much more yeah, it's casual, it's more fluid free, freestyle mm-hmm. uh, concept. And that's I good. enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Oh, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, good. No, and we I definitely have to do a part two. No, we have to. There's, there's a lot there's of so questions. much that we have to bring up about now your your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, mm-hmm. now dealing with uh, <coughs> with new athletes and and, yep. and bringing them now. Uh, making sure they have the right guidance and so on Absolutely. Uh, going forward. So we have to touch on all that. I mean, now that's where I become a bit more passionate in, into okay. what you are doing yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then how we can assist uh, with uh, wealth management and, yeah. and so on, an educational piece of that. Because we always ask about your why. I mean, your why is in line and has synergy with my why mm-hmm. and what yeah. I have envisioned for Go Real Estate and, and so on. And and that is eventually and always how do we uplift society? Yeah. Yep. And and it's not about us. Mm-hmm. The dollar is always not about us. Mm-hmm. It's we are doing this piece of business so it can enrich the environment and society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And now that we established the foundation, now we're just gonna build. Oh, it's building exactly. that, and that's and the to have like minded people in the same space, discussing the same thing, enjoying the same thing, smiling over the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's what brings joy. Yep. For all of us, and the beauty of it is that it's the yes, brother, yes. it's the brotherhood that brought us together. Yes. Let, let's be honest. I'm if it wasn't for the brotherhood, I would never know anyone, any one of you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that's a, already the the common, uh, you know, shared interest that we all have and with yeah, each other. Course. And then, uh, more specifically, last time well, it was like a few months back. Uh, Abdul Karim was here there, yeah, yeah. and we, we all had a, an amazing discussion about tawakkul and and uh-huh. about experiences like from when you were competing and and with his competition and. I think we need to discuss that next time. I but think we need to get Abdul Karim and Hussein. That's something that has stuck with me nice. since you had that conversation. Two professionals stuck in my athletes. head. I was like, okay. man, that's an amazing Battling. way to look at life. That would be uh, a good, a good outside fun. the ring. That, that'll be really yes. good, inshallah. Well, we gotta get him. We're gonna get him before he goes on his uh, his journey. No, no, we have a few more podcasts planned before yeah. then, but uh, we all leave here next week for that journey. Yeah. Okay. So we're really glad that everybody joined so us for this soon. episode. Thank you. Yeah. And close out, Sheikh. Yes. Hussain, thank you for being a beautiful brother to us. Thank you, Hussain, for joining us. Uh, I think I learned a lot from this conversation. I hope everybody else that's watching and listening learned, took, took, at least took something away from this because there was, there was a lot of good, valuable information shared. And inshallah, we will be back soon. Inshallah, that for part two. Stay tuned. Inshallah. Thank you, guys. everybody. Thanks for watching today's episode of It's Go Time. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and leave comments uh, on all of our channels. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube, and don't forget our Instagram and Facebook pages as well.